Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Tony here, your lit up leadership career bestie. How are you doing? We are in the middle of February and I'm delighted to say that in Lit Up Leadership Academy at the moment we are digging into time management. This is something I think is so overlooked in our career development but so many of the women I work with come to me burnt out doing all the things and the first thing I dig into them with is boundaries because without really firm strong boundaries we aren't able to really take care of ourselves. So that's what we're digging into inside Lit Up Leadership Academy at the moment. My one-on-one clients are actually also getting a little bit of that from me too because it's like so top of mind. But I would just love for you to take a moment this month. I know we're towards the end of the month now, but take a moment just to ask yourself, how can I put stronger boundaries in place? How can I make sure I'm not always in reactive mode? How can I make sure I'm actually not spending all my time doing emails and messages and meetings, which is what seems to take all of our lives as leaders, and actually doing the deep work that really, really matters and which causes us stress when we don't do it? Because that's where a lot of the burnout comes from, I think. When we're in a healthy place, there's other issues that cause stress, like toxic bosses, toxic workplaces, other, you know, unexpected things. But I think once we're in a healthy work environment, a lot of the stress comes from being in that reactive mode. So just take a few minutes and think, How can I step out of that? And if you want some help with that, by all means, reach out to me and my team, support at donicollis.com. We'd be happy to talk about whether or not one of our programs is a good fit for you. And even if you joined right now or next week, the training that we've been focusing on this month in the Top Leadership Academy, it's always there. It's just each month I give everybody the opportunity to say, is this time for you to like refocus on this area? But it's always optional because all that training is there and pre-recorded. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I've just missed Time Management Month, you haven't. It is there ready and waiting for you when you want to join us. And we would be delighted to welcome you into this extraordinary community who I am just blown away by them. They lift each other up all the time. Earlier this month, I was away and they just support each other. (laughs) I mean, I've got other coaches in there supporting them too while I'm away. But these women just lift each other up. Somebody will ask a question and the responses they get are just amazing. Uh, I love what we've been able to create where we've got women just lifting up other women in technology, in engineering and saying, let's make the world a better place together. So come join us. But let's dig into today's topic. We're talking about being a great discussion facilitator. As an executive leader, you will be called on to facilitate at times. While the role of a facilitator isn't necessarily a role most leaders take on every day, and you maybe think, what? Facilitation? I'm not a project manager. I'm not a PMO. I'm like, what's going on here? Why do I need to be able to do this? Every leader will find themselves in situations where they are called on to facilitate, where whether it's conferences, team meetings, clients, board members, shareholders, many more things. When most of us think of leadership and leadership skill development, we think strategy development, we think emotional intelligence, uh, maybe even resilience in there, problem solving, change management. And certainly these are topics I discuss extensively inside Lit Up Leadership Academy with the leaders in there who are taking the next step in their leadership career, honing those executive skills. But a massively underrated executive skill is actually the art of facilitation. It's a skill that for far too long has been left by the wayside and ignored. But if you've ever had a great boss, most likely one of the things that they did was great facilitation. We like these bosses because we get to contribute. We feel heard, as do our colleagues, and we all feel empowered to solve problems. I was just talking to one of my clients earlier this week, uh, and she has this boss, and she didn't even realize what was going on, but she has this boss who 
every week in their team meeting, half of the team meeting is a problem this boss gives the team to solve. The boss stands back, it sits back emotionally at least, it's virtual, so it's like sitting back is a, is a relative thing in that situation, but just facilitates this cross-pollination between these director levels, having this conversation and solving a problem. And it has lifted this team up so much. I had to point out to my client how much her boss is elevating her because that boss is giving this space for the team to solve problems together as a unit. And by the way, when we do this as leaders, I hope you're doing this too, kind of the point of today's conversation, you are lifting your team up so they can take on more of what you do so you can elevate. This is why it's so powerful. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. It's important to understand that facilitating a meeting is different from leading a meeting. If you didn't know that already, hopefully you do now. <laughs> a facilitator aims to let the group achieve their goals by providing them with the best situation and a healthy environment to do so. The goal of a facilitator is to see a group reach its goal, not to define the outcome, not to influence the result or to influence the end product. This is where it's really hard for those of us who are fixers, me included. Your role in this capacity as facilitator is advisory and in the background. It's the person running or leading the meeting, but trying to work towards that set goal or adaptive, steering the group in that direction, but without dictating it. A great facilitator ensures the group works together to achieve that goal. This is where we can get into trouble as leaders. We want to do more than just facilitate. We want to lead. We want to drive the outcome. But sometimes that diminishes our team's contributions and stops them growing. This is why from time to time you should be facilitating more than leading, even if you aren't in a strictly facilitatory position. I'm not sure I just made that word up. Facilitatory? Anybody want to tell me? (laughs) Facilitators will probably contribute, take a more active role, and help steer discussions, conversations, and activities in a direction of their choosing. Being a great discussion facilitator takes a great deal of practice and patience, in understanding exactly what your role is and you will and should tweak your strategies as you go along. Effective facilitation of a discussion is being able to recognize the different perspectives and skills of others to create an inclusive environment. Now I talk a lot on this podcast in my trainings, all the things I do about how to create an inclusive culture. It's incredibly important, very dear to my heart, but this extends to whoever is in your group when you're facilitating. A great facilitator is an inclusive facilitator. The art of facilitation is really about getting the most of everyone in that room, even if they are the quiet, shy ones. This is why it's actually a skill you should be using on a daily basis throughout meetings. You just put your leadership on pause for a few moments and facilitate. In your mind, this is an act of leadership in its own right, but I'm arguing that facilitation is kind of The art of ensuring everybody gets a voice, it's just sometimes your entire job is for the next hour I facilitate, I'm not going to lead as well. But you'll see as you learn this skill that it's an art that you use all the time. And just a side note here, one of the things I've seen is when we learn this skill, we become more confident. 
We might be the shy one a lot of the time, but when it's about other people and getting them to speak up, suddenly our shyness takes a back seat. And so the art of facilitation is just great for up-leveling us and our own confidence if we're a little bit shy in the room. Now, to do this, it's important to consider what effective discussions really look like and the conditions that promote small group interactions and engagement. Creating an inclusive environment in a group discussion is not only understanding what the participants bring to the table, but also having self-awareness and awareness of our... But also having self-awareness and an awareness of others. It's also ensuring that grand rules and goals are clearly laid out ahead of time. Ensure that those who are dominating the conversation are given the opportunity to pipe down so that the quieter participants are given the opportunity to pipe up or speak up. Inclusivity within the group also goes hand in hand with being that great facilitator, being authentic and being impartial. People need to feel safe if they are to open up and offer ideas and opinions and being genuine and authentic will help you connect with and better relate to these participants that you are facilitating. Now, as a facilitator, you also need to stay neutral and impartial, something that's often a challenge when we have strong opinions, especially if we've worked with this group before and we know there are some ace players and there are some backseaters. As difficult as it may be to try and take charge of the discussion and direct it to outcomes that you have envisaged, your role is to create the process and conditions that enable the group to discuss in a more organic way. You need to conduct the discussion without directing the group to your own objectives. You are facilitating, not contributing. Having an unbiased perspective and treating participants as equals ensures that you remain open and honest in the dialogue. Now, a great facilitator also provides structure. This allows efficiency in the discussion and ensures that everyone has a chance to participate rather than having that free-for-all that can go off in tangents and lose focus. And as I said earlier, your role as a facilitator is to guide and not to be an active discussion participant. Essentially, great facilitators act as traffic controllers, ensuring that the conversation stays on track and not repeating points, encouraging everyone to participate. Some keep it on track by listing the questions or issues they want to cover on the, on the board or summarizing discussion on the board as it proceeds. I actually quite like doing that. I like to pause a discussion regularly and say, so here's what I've got so far. Does that sound correct? Make sure that what you are summarizing is what the room's agreeing about. If they start going off on tangents, stop them and just say, let's just check where we are. I hear that you've got more to say. Let's just check where we are. And then say, so here's what's outstanding. Here's where we could take the discussion now. And stopping that regularly so that everybody stays on track is just going to help ensure the focus and the goal is achieved. One of the challenges of facilitator is to make sure the goal is actually achieved in a reasonable amount of time because we all love a good tangent. We love a good rabbit hole. I do those a fair amount on this podcast. And that's unhelpful. We actually need to make sure we achieve the end goal. This isn't a chat on a Sunday with a friend where you can just go down rabbit holes with zero consequences. You have a job to do. I'm assuming you're doing this in the workplace. At which point there's a goal. Yes, there's a hundred things you could talk about and they're all interesting, but are they going to achieve the goal? Part of your job is to stop, summarize and direct the trajectory that needs to be taken without dictating the outcome. Hard to do. <laughs> Now, what do you do if you've got a group that is quiet, not everyone's participating? It's, it's actually harder in my mind if nobody's participating because you end up leading more. But particularly, you've got a very quiet group here, but it could just be one or two people. What do you do about that? So one thing to do is make sure when you're writing comments down or you're sharing your summary, ask 
questions, ask follow-up questions. This is kind of stepping into leadership territory a little bit, but with that facilitator lens to it. So the question should be very open-ended. Well, tell me a little bit, what do you think about this? Take that initial opening statement, pick on an individual, which they're not going to love you for, but the more you do this, the more confident they're going to get. So it's a good thing for their skill development. Then get their idea and ask for other people's reactions. Now, you want to, wherever possible, make sure that behavior here remains very professional. So if you start hearing, I don't like that idea, this is stupid, anything like that, you need to call that out. You need to say, like, that's not helpful in this situation. What is wrong with the idea? Um, and you will need to coach your team if this is kind of part of the problem because it makes everybody defensive, puts everybody on the back foot. Equally, when people get defensive because their idea is being taken apart, you have to say, thank you so much for sharing that idea. Like this is this is perfect because we needed somebody to start this so we got going. Give them recognition for the contribution that they made. You can also, where necessary, break into smaller groups. One person reports back to the whole group. Remember, silence is okay and natural, but if it's lasting too long or is too frequent, the discussion will quickly lose effectiveness and interest. On the other hand, if you have participants who talk too much, I'm one of them, who dominates the conversation, a great facilitator has to be able to break that up, has to be able to shut it down where appropriate, has to be able to balance that out. You should be an interrupter as a facilitator. And I still struggle with this one. I will find myself thinking, God, I need to cut this one down. I need to like shut this bit up here. This isn't going in the right direction. What can I do? And have some go-to phrases that you use in that situation if you're like, oh gosh, I didn't know how to do it. Such as, I'd like to just interject here and make sure that we've heard from A and other, right? I think it's just really useful to have go-to phrases that you can use. There is nothing wrong with using the same phrase 10 times. I've actually found when you've got poor behavior, repeating the same thing over and over again makes people just pay a lot of attention because they're like, she's not going to stop. <laughs> nope, she's not. It's actually a really important executive presence skill. So definitely redirect the discussion where appropriate to another person, another topic when you've got that person who's really, really loud in the room. And also, if you've got someone who is consistently loud and dominating, Give them some coaching one-on-one -on -one separately, especially if there's somebody you work with regularly. Say, one of the things I would like to have you do more is to give more space to others' ideas and to lift them up. Here's how you can do that. Give them some coaching around this. Most people really benefit from that. And if they don't like it, honestly, they need to work on their self-belief, which is going to be a barrier to their career development anyway. Now, I know there are so many more tips, strategies, and ways to become a great discussion facilitator. And those that I mentioned only scratch the surface, but it will give you a jumping off point at this stage if you're ever called to facilitate group discussion. And I hope you're going to consider bringing this into your day-to-day -day leadership. If you are leading a team, consider how can I facilitate this week rather than leading? How can I turn this group event into a facilitation where they get to run this rather than me? You'll be learning the other skills that you need as a leader alongside doing this. So just add this into your toolkit. If you want to dig into this more, join us inside Lit Up Leadership Academy. We talk about this and so much more, of course, including how to address that dysfunctional behavior when you've got somebody in the room who is just really derailing it. You've tried all the things I've just talked about now. What are you doing then? That's a longer discussion, but we do talk about that a lot in the academy. It's not somebody, one of us is dealing with where we're like, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this individual? That's one of the reasons Lit Up Leadership Academy exists and why it's a community, not just a training program and a coaching program. You'll also learn how to guide a group towards a goal, the delicate art of balancing the needs of different people in the room. So much more to this. 
So if you're interested, find out more at tonycollis.com forward slash academy. Link in the show notes as always. But as always, let's finish up with a mindset tip. Just keep in mind that this takes practice and patience. You're not going to wake up one morning suddenly and find that you're well polished in the facilitation realm. (laughs) Your first time, it may be utter rubbish. That's okay. Be gentle with yourself. Ask for feedback from the participants and look for ways to hone and refine your skills. Putting in dedicated hard work to refine your facilitator skills will reap the rewards of becoming an excellent facilitator and by extension, really up-level your ability as a leader and set you up for executive success. I hope that has been juicy for you, given you lots of food for thought, and I hope you're adding facilitation into your leadership toolkit sometime soon. Until next time, as always, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Women in Tech podcast.